Welcome to Dreamers to Leaders, Keeping It Real with Melody podcast. Melody is a classic dreamer who started as a flight attendant and worked her way to now a tech fashion trendsetter, thought leader, and dynamic entrepreneur in various industries. This podcast is for the dreamers and doers. Learn how to think, act, and speak big as business leaders share how they turned from dreamers to leaders. Hello, and welcome to the Dreamers to Leaders podcast. I'm your host, Melody. Our guest today is an award-winning magazine editor, international speaker, and a spiritual business coach. She's here to talk about tapping into your intuition, manifestation, and uh, getting clarity in making decisions. Ladies and gentlemen, please help me welcome Ambila Nath. Welcome to the show. How are you? <laughs> Very well, thank you. Thank you for having me. Let's begin by sharing your journey on how how life was previous to you being a spiritual business coach. I live in the UK, so I graduated with a degree, went and into the corporate world, like made tons of money, went into management consulting, IT nerd. You wouldn't think spirituality in IT, but I am an IT nerd. So I spent about 10 years in the IT industry. Um, high flying all over the world, loved it, learned quite a lot of things about business, which I never thought that I would be using for myself. Because from the age of 19, I knew that one day I was going to have my own business. I just never knew what that was going to be or what time. And you never know that when you're actually going through stuff in life, why you're learning something and whether it's going to help you later on. So I was really fortunate with my first job that we were in a startup company and I helped it to get into the middle sector, sort of, you know, well, I got up to mid middle management level, but the company itself went into corporate level. So I was able to learn quite a lot about business via that. Didn't ever think I would use those skills, but I learned a lot. And then, um, when I got burnt out with the corporate world, as I think a lot of us do, because it was just that you were a number, they'd phone you the day before, fly out, do something, you know, be other side of the world. And I decided at some point, I thought, you know what, now feels right for me to leave that and start doing something by myself. And I've always been passionate regarding behavior, people, a little bit on the spirituality, but more in terms of tapping into people who are spiritual rather than me, you know, having those abilities myself. So um, I basically made that tough decision to leave the corporate world because I, I didn't think it was serving me anymore. In the UK, coaching wasn't a known industry. It was just getting known in the corporate world, but it wasn't known in the normal world as in personal one-to-one -one coaching so I struggled to establish myself so then I went into interior design I had an events business all of them successful and I didn't realize my mindset until a lot later into my own journey as a coach that I was shutting down all the abundance the universe was giving me because I was making really good money with all of these um, businesses, but my mindset was that you can only succeed in one. 
because that's what we're taught when we go into the corporate world. You can only succeed, you know, in one job. And with that mindset, I let go of all of my other companies in order to concentrate on coaching. So how did you end up saying, okay, enough, enough of the uh, the business world or the corporate life, and you're going to, you know, venture into your own and, sp- and specifically uh, hone into the spiritual business coaching? Well, Starting my own business, that decision was kind of fairly simple because, as I said, I was getting to burnout. I was getting to so much stress. I was falling ill all the time. And we were literally traveling every week, flying to some part of the world. So you didn't have a sense. And I've been doing that for nearly 10 years. And you kind of lost um, relationships. You lost not so, so much you lost friendships, but you lost that connection because nobody knew where you were going to be. It just got to a point where I felt I was a number. I didn't exist as a person. I was just an entity that was helping corporates to make money. And I just thought, I don't want to be that person anymore. So why why specifically spiritual, spirituality, uh, weaving spirituality in your coaching? Why that? That was something organic. That was not a planned journey. The coaching, the business coaching part was, which was the logical part, coming from a corporate background. That was the simple one. The spirituality came quite organically because I've always been into spiritual things. Being new to the town that I'm living in now, the city I'm living in, didn't know a soul. And the person said to me, oh, I'm going to be doing these psychic circles. Would you like to join? And I looked at her and I went, what on earth is that? She said, they're workshops to help to open up your intuition and I went okay I just literally no plan apart from I get to meet people something I'll enjoy doing you know I might learn something from it and I literally just went with that and it was a very organic growth so for for about two years two three years I went to this weekly and we did lots of exercises and everything to help to open up that intuition And then as it got stronger and I started to trust myself, I started to realize that I actually I did have this gift because a lot of people started going, oh, my God, you're right with what you've said, you know, validating and assuring with regards to what I was picking up. And I thought, "Okay, I can actually use this. So I didn't go straight into spiritual business coaching. I went into two separate businesses. Because coming from a corporate world and having corporate clients, I didn't want them to know whether they might have judged me. And I thought, I can't let them know that I have, I do this because they, I might lose my clients, my business might close down. So for years, I kept the identity separate, having a separate alias for my spiritual business. And then in 2017, um, my life kind of changed because my sister passed away. And when that happened, it really makes you assess life. And I thought, you know what? I don't want to be hiding anymore. I don't want to be living two separate lives. And I thought, I don't care what people say or do. If they want to leave me, they can leave me. That's fine. So I actually put it out there like you do. And from the wonderful response that came back, even from my clients, from family, from friends, was so loving and so amazing. I realized that actually I had been the one judging myself. So when I let go of my own judgment, 
and joined and merged the two businesses together, then all of a sudden things just started to fall in place and things started happening. But it still took me a little time to get the business model on how I could really serve my clients and what kind of package I could introduce or give them that would really help to benefit them. Ambila, uh, spiritual business coaching, what does that really entail? So for your clients who, who seek you, what, what is the expectation and what do you provide them? Clients who come to me all are either curious about spirituality or are already open to it. A lot of them have been following me, so nobody is surprised with regards to what I do. But how I work with my clients is that it's very strategic based because I'm giving you business skills. So I work with startups or from one to five years in business, but people who have started in business as a hobby and not really been able to make it from a hobby to a actual full-time business. So those are the types of people that I work with and clients that I attract. And what I'm teaching them is the skills you need to establish a business. So everything from sales, marketing, branding, to setting up your social media, website, kind of taking them through a journey so that they get to know that actually being in business, as I, when I first started as a coach, I just thought, oh, all I need to do is just get clients to pay me. Nobody told me I had to do selling or website or branding or any of the other kinds of things that you end up doing when you're working for yourself, certainly at the beginning. So I take my clients through that journey and teaching them all of those basic startup skills that they need so that the end product is they can really go confidently out in their business. But because of the spiritual element of it, that gets tailored according to the client. And I'm able to see psychically where their blocks are. So if, we're, if I'm giving them a strategy, it's not working. I'm able to see if something is blocking that from working and helping them to remove that, but also helping them to kind of give them insights in the possibilities of them taking an action and making things happen. So they get a kind of a 360. Mm -hmm. yeah, say, um, the candle is just um, a candle without fire, right? But with fire, it's almost like uh, similar to spirituality. A person is just a person, but without the spiritual peace to it, then you're just like a shell, you know, type of thing. One of the major things I say to my clients is that I'm not trying to convert you into spirituality because it's more about teaching you the skills. And I don't care what label or umbrella you want to put it under, but if those skills are helping to serve you and attract more clients, get you more money, and get you the lifestyle and business you want, <clears throat> then I'm succeeding. I don't need you to brag that, you know, this is manifestation or this is another label. If it's working, then th that's, you know, my end product. So um, sharing the spiritual elements to it is basically making it very simple and easy to understand for them so that they can actually follow the process and get results. So uh, let's talk about process. Uh, so for our audience out there, um, over 90% are business owners, if not almost all of them are. Um, so attracting clients through 
you know, the spiritual uh, side of it, what would be the process with attracting clients, generating the right, you know, market, the right leads and, um, you know, increasing sales? The one thing I have to say is that um, what I do is very much the yin and yang. So the, the yin is the strategic part and then the yang is the spiritual part. They go hand in hand. So with spirit, spirituality, you have to take action. Nothing is going to work if it's just me giving you that, you know, you do this. Mm-hmm. So in order to attract clients, what I say to my um, clients is very much about where is your own belief system regarding your business? Are you actually owning that? Are you seeing yourself as that businesswoman? And are you seeing yourself as a person who will attract those clients? Because your mindset and belief is a fundamental part of it. It's, it sounds it's very sciencey and nothing to do with spirituality, but actually it is spiritual related as well because it's our thoughts and our feelings that control whether we manifest something or make something happen. Because if we don't believe it, we're not really going to put the actions behind it to make it happen. So your belief system is a fundamental part of it. And we go into a lot of detail in relation to that. Um, And it's taking those specific actions that they need in order to get those clients, which will be about selling, which will be about having a product that is viable, that's going to attract the clients, um, having the pricing that's available. So it's kind of getting the right package and identifying who is it that you want, having that clarity. So we go through, it could be a vision board, it could be journaling. I leave it to my clients because everybody's creativity works in a different way. I'm very visual, so I'm all about the vision boards, but other people may be about the writing. So whatever it works, we go through a process of identifying what kind of client they want without any judgment, without any... Um, restrictions on whether those types of clients would actually work with them because when we're all starting off we always doubt it's all about building that self-esteem and belief in yourself mm-hmm. and that's basically the process we're going through so it's building that inner belief and confidence and once they have that then they can attract any client they want so listening to you it seems like it truly starts with you know the thoughts uh, your belief system um, and mindset, right? And with all the different school of thoughts, with all the different types of coaching out there, and obviously I've um, met and uh, uh, dealt with, you know, coaches of different industry, it seems like it's just a different door that mm-hmm. one open, but it leads to the same destination of, you know, trying to really... Um, yeah unravel that belief system and doing a little bit of overhauling if necessary uh, in order to help one uh, succeed because truly, you know, thoughts turn into things. (laughs) So how does one tap into their magical intuition? (laughs) That can be easy. I think um, it's the words that you use to identify it. A lot of people may not identify with intuition, but intuition, I I put the survey out. And I said, what are other words for intuition? And people have said, inkling, 
I have a feeling, oh, it's that gut reaction, something in my stomach, or I'm getting butterflies. There are so many different words, but they're more or less describing the same thing. It's something within you, that, and it's a, more of a feeling than a voice, that you just know mm-hmm. without any doubt, completely 100% unconditional trust that this is right. So how that do you then, is what I identify as intuition. How do you channel yourself to, to tune in to, to that intuition, your, your inner, the whisper of the soul, as they say? <laughs> it's, um, there are different processes. Again, it's whatever is going to work for everybody. But you've got to, like with any muscle, you've got to practice it daily. So start noticing little signs like everybody knows about the feathers you know everybody sees about the feathers going oh the feather must be an angel or numbers or if you've asked yourself a question and you're not getting an answer start to really become conscious of one what it is you're asking two I always say to my clients If you write it in a journal or a book, pen to paper, I love pen to paper because it opens up the subconscious, write out the question and then whatever answer comes and as you're writing is basically you beginning to tap into your intuition, your intuition giving you that answer. So look into the signals that you are getting. Signals may be things like you're listening to a song and all of a sudden a lyric or a line of a song really stands out and go, oh, okay, that makes sense. Oh, that that sounds familiar. Or it has a meaning to you. That is one of the signs. Um, Believing in yourself. So asking yourself questions and then what I was saying regarding that feeling, testing out that feeling and how that feels for you. Mm. When you get it with unconditional trust, then you know that's right. When you have instant doubt, then you know that's not your intuition. That is your logic getting in the way. There are lots and lots of ways of people practicing. Journaling is probably the best. Dream work is another one, because our dreams are always giving us answers. Whether we actually understand what our dreams are is a different point. But people who are um, curious about dreams, that's another way of finding out. Just really taking note of what kind of dreams you're having. And then it's like deciphering. So you're literally deciphering the dream to what it may be meaning to you. And I always say to people, vision board, even though that's part of manifesting, it's also part of tapping into your intuition because it's putting it out to the universe that this is something you want to create in your life and then allowing that to unfold. Part of intuition is also not being attached to the outcome of the when, where and how it happens. So, so you touched on dreams. I'm really uh, fascinated with, with dreams. Um, I, have a, I have a journal. I have a journal log since 2016. Of all my dreams, so you could just imagine, and I dream a lot. Okay, so um, how do you know that it's your voice or that's um, maybe your higher self speaking to you without all the doubts and your, um, you know, preconceived, you know, 
stuff in your head that it's not penetrating so it speaks to you or it's just because maybe you watched a movie and that's still part of your your memory right or you were just having conversation with someone and you talked about this cake or or something it gets into your dream how do you know that that dream is a message or it's or just it's just a replay of your fears, your thoughts, and what have you. It's like with anything. You have to use logic. You have to use common sense. So there are people who go into analyzing dreams or even tapping into their intuition. It, it is about you learning to understand you. Because ultimately, that's what this is about. This is your inner journey to yourself. So the more you understand and beginning to trust yourself, the more you will know whether that dream actually means something to you. Because if you've, as I said earlier, if you've asked the a question, you know, universe, God, um, whatever you want to call it, it really doesn't matter. But if you've asked for a question because you want a resolution of something, a solution to something, but you're not getting an answer on the logical sense. And if something in the dream comes to you, that feels oh my god yes this can this will help to solve it then that is the message that is your intuition giving you that message but rightfully if you know that last night you watched tv till really late or were reading a book and then all of a sudden you've dreamt about the characters and the then you know that that's the book or it's something you've seen in the new no knows news and then that's you know come in your dreams so you so it really is about sometimes going logically going, yeah, that was, you know, X, Y and Z that happened during the day. But not every dream is necessarily always a message. Some dreams are just dreams. But the more you get confident in realizing and tapping into yourself and your inner self, and your subconscious, the more conscious and the more confident you get regarding whether a dream has a meaning or whether a dream is just a dream. Good point. Uh, and like deciphering like the symbols, the symbolism uh, in dreams, right? And you Google it and all these dream dictionaries and yeah. what have you. So some contradict um, the message or the, the meaning of one so I guess it goes back to what is it that you feel? What resonates? Exactly. And I don't think, I, I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm not an expert when it comes to dream analysis, but I do know a lot about the subconscious and what my dreams mean to me. Um, and I'm also one of those people who will end up Googling going, okay, what, what could that have meant? But one thing I've learned is that when you get a message, your dreams are not literal. Right. Yeah. So you've got to literally, it's like a jigsaw puzzle. You're deciphering what that can actually mean and translate, you know, to you. So if you're seeing, you know, a pathway or a lane, it's not actually meaning that it's a road, you know, that's going to lead you somewhere. It just could mean, depending on what's happening in your life, that that roadway is actually saying to you, you need to take action. You, you know, it's a lot more straightforward than you're thinking. So it, it's about really looking more deeper into it and not taking it to be literal. 
So if you do want to tap into your intuition, you do want to tap into dream analysis, the more you work on it, the more you keep on taking action towards it and learning, the stronger and better you will get. So so um, for like for me personally, if let's say a certain a certain family member always always appear in the dreams and it seems like it's spot on with whatever it is that they're saying, you know, after maybe two months or a year or so or whatnot. Why is that? Is that just a coincidence where, you know, amongst all the relatives, this is the relatives that seems to appear and somehow even though I question like what does it mean? Why did why did he say this to me? Or what is that? Most of the time, I really don't know <laughs> uh, the answer, but it's just puzzling how, you know, um, certain spirits um, yeah. here. When it comes to things like that, it's really looking into what was your relationship with that person when they were in this life? Mm-hmm. And does that bring any meaning to what's currently going on in your life? Because they could be there because they're giving you the reassurance that you are going to trust the message that is being delivered rather than a complete stranger coming into your dream and saying, you know what, you need to move country and move house and, you know, just pack everything. And you're like, no, I'm not going to listen to you. But if it's somebody you recognize and then, you know, you have a relationship with you, you completely trusted when they were alive, you know, it was loving everything. And then they come to you, then you're more likely to kind of go, Oh, okay maybe I need to look into that and so spirits or the types of spirits will come to you according to what the message is but also according to whether that message is something they're hoping that you're going to take note or it could be going back to you know the obvious dreams that you've been thinking about them that you were looking at their photographs you know family photos and things and that they were in the forefront of your mind and then they just ended up appearing it's really again going back to the basics what is it that you were seeking in terms of a message that was actually delivered and if the answer was that you weren't actually seeking anything then it could just be that you remembered them, they appeared, or they were there delivering a natural message. So for our business owners out there who are confused, like heck, <laughs> with, all the, <laughs> with all the coaches and with all the experts out there, how does one have clarity of, um, you know, from all the choices that they are presented, that this is the, the decision that would be best for them and to go full force? How do you help your clients with all those confusing choices? I help them by the the part of the process of what I'm teaching them is to actually begin to trust their intuition, to trust that feeling that we've just talked about. So in most entrepreneurs and business people, the reason why we're doing what we're doing is because we followed what wasn't the norm. We followed a feeling, we followed a thought, we followed something within us that said, I want to be my own boss. I want to have my own business. I don't want to be working anymore. And that was your inner voice, your intuition, something that was bringing forward. So when you're in your business journey, 
it's learning to tap into that a lot more and trust it more. I always say, do your research. I'm very, you know, I'm logical and practical based as well as spiritual based. But 90% of the people I've interviewed, I've spoken to, experts I've heard speaking, even the, the very top ones, most of them, they say that they trust the feeling more than the logic. They'll do the research as a background. They'll, you know, make sure they're making a sound decision. But if after the sound decision, it feels right, they'll go with that gut feeling. And that's basically what I would say to people. If that feeling is 100%, you trust it, you don't doubt it, you don't have an attachment to it in the sense of the when, when, where and how things unfold, 100% go forward with that. Nice, nice. Um, so also with gut, they say that's kind of the, the quickest way to the truth. So if you tap into it, that's when, with all the things that seem true, that could apparently be the real thing, but how to go through, you know, research and whatnot. But once you you feel it in your gut and it's like burning that, that this is it. Yeah. And without all the PhD. <laughs> <laughs> Exactly. I mean, I one of the you know fundamental things I say to, to people who are just starting out and you know wanting and who aren't you know spiritual based or um, wanting to identify is the thing of and I've heard so many people say that is that when you're looking for a property, whether you're renting or you're buying, you can see six hundred thousand of the same you know spec, but you walk into that one place. And it just feels right. That is part energy and that is part intuition. That is your gut saying this is where you're meant to be because your energy vibration is vibrating at the same level. And it just, everything about it feels right. And it's the right place, the right person, the right time kind of concept. That is intuition at its highest. So it is a, it's such a phenomenon, right? And it's hard to put, you know, with all the logical people out there, all the, the most rational uh, people out there, how do you explain that, right? Because it's true. You just know. You know yeah. when it is, you know, when it is maybe the right or the wrong thing. Yeah. But even the rational people will at some point in their lives have experienced something, maybe not to do with the house, but they will have experienced it. So even they you know, without using logic and tap into it and not really scientifically be able to justify it. But they're just like, yeah, it just was right. Just, and and it worked out right. You know, it, it was perfect. Yeah, I could name a lot of things that for a lot of people that say, oh, my God, you know, their jaws would drop. Yeah. because It's like it's unfathomable to do. Yeah. To do this versus that. But. You know, you cannot argue with with yourself or with your gut or with what your soul is clamoring for you to do, right? Yeah, exactly. I, I mean, a lot of people do. You know, they're the ones who are, um, by no disrespect, stuck being employees. 
because we all come here with a mission. We all come here for some purpose. Some choose not to follow that purpose because the journey is never easy or simple. And it's easier to, I mean, they still have a brilliant lifestyle. They're perfectly content. They're absolutely happy. But I think the people who actually tap into and follow the path that they're meant to follow are the ones who ultimately will succeed, but also probably have the toughest journey as well. Mm-hmm. Because they're really pushing themselves through all of those pain barriers and, you know, everything that they've got to get through to the finishing line. So I'm actually uh, going back to this book that I that I love. It's a book that I read uh, 2018. And I'm just leafing through the pages. And oh, my God, you'll see a lot of highlights. You'll see a lot of look at page this, page that. And, um, you know, nuggets that are all on the first page. Uh, and it's about the power of intention, right? Yeah. And you you said, um, and that that actually resonated with what I was just reading last night on, um, you know, we're here uh, on a mission that we are all here uh, with mm-hmm. a purpose and it's just reminding uh, yeah. ourselves. And um, I love this affirmation of, um, I am here on purpose. And it is to accomplish anything that I desire by being in harmony with all the providing creative force in the universe. So if if that's kind of your thing to just put you back, put you back in your intention, whatever it is. And that, you know, you're here, you're here for a purpose. You just have to remind yourself of those intentions. Right. So I guess exactly. A while ago, you know, hey client, what does what does intuition mean to you? So there's that intuition, there's that intention, there's that mm-hmm. that inclination, um, inspiration, all yeah. that are all like cousins. I think. They yes. And somehow, um, you know, mean the same, right? Yeah, they, they do. They're all interconnected. That's why I say that it's not about the labeling. It's more about the doing and the feeling. And if it feels right and it's serving you and helping you, then that's what you need to tap into. Not so much the labels or the words that people are using. Universe, God, angels, you know, to me, (laughs) they encompass the same similar thing. You know, it's a higher force, higher energy that's serving us, helping us. And if you're able to tap into that, use that, understand its messages, and it serves you and it's giving you the life and business you want, then, yeah, I would say that you're on the right path. And I agree with you that it's, uh, there's no right or wrong because it's it's your journey. It's yeah. the journey, right? Exactly. And even if you take a wrong path, you're not going to know it's the wrong path until you know a lot further down but it's again what do you do with that path do you learn as you go forward so that the next path is easier and better or do you repeat and keep continuously going down that path so every single we do thing we do every action we take it's always a learning and the universe is always testing us to see have you learned have you learned do you need to keep Classic is a repeating. (laughs) 
yeah, if yeah. you're repeating, you're not learning. <laughs> yeah, as a matter of fact, um, you know, for those who meditate, um, they say part of what you would start to put as an intention before you meditate is, you know, help me help me learn or know what I need to learn, right? Yeah. And kind of show it to me. Um, and for those that are stubborn, and I'm one of those, I'm super stubborn. Sometimes all the symbols are there and I'm thinking, I think that's the message or whatever. <laughs> but the stubbornness is just so crazy. Yeah. And I guess, you know, how, how do you help people like that where, oh my God, what else do you want to know? It's already like blatant. Well, that's what, you know, a lot of coaches would identify as um, blockers, self-sabotaging and be fearful and your belief system so they kind of fall into one of those three categories of you know what you may be going through and as coaches we are equipped to handling that so if it is your belief system then we're going to be working with you and going okay when did this first start because everything starts either you know within our childhood adolescence parents or love is going to fall into one of those four major categories so it's kind of finding where that root sprouted from and then helping to pull that root out so that you can kind of move forward. And then we're helping our um, clients also identify whether they're actually self-sabotaging because a fear, which is the old belief um, that they haven't worked through that, you know, comes back again and stops them from manifesting or creating those abundance of clients or that money mm. because they're actually feeling they don't deserve it. Because okay. they could have a story attached to it where, you know, having clients or having the money they wanted actually meant that they would lose something else. You know, they have to work 10 times harder than anybody else to deserve it. So everybody is caught in some kind of story or self-doubt. So um, it's helping our clients to identify. A lot of the work I do, as I said, is very strategic based because it's about personal growth. Your business growth is a mirror of your personal growth. And the more you work on yourself, the stronger you're making the foundations and the easier it is for you to succeed in the material world because it's all about attracting that abundance and allowing things to happen in your life to be created. They say that um, everything that you want, you came into this world to experience it. So it's really there. But mm -hmm. as I said, it's it's uh, tapping into that belief that it's really out there. It's really yeah. out there for you. And it's just a matter of aligning yourself, your belief, your energy to that that you desire, right? Ask and you shall receive. <laughs> yeah, I, I was actually um, listening to Louise Hay this morning and she said it so well. And she said, and I use this, analogy quite a lot that we are a radio wave our frequencies are radio waves we're unique in you know what we want to attract and louise hay said that when you're tuning a radio you know we've got billions of waves you know different stations different languages worldwide but there's one particular station you're looking for so until you find that station you're just going to keep on going and going and ignoring all of the other radios 
and frequencies and stuff. And then you find the pop or jazz one that you want and you're tuned into that. Now, if you think of that as our energy and what we want to create, there are lots of frequencies around us that we don't want. And that might be people, environment, um, negativity, and lots of frequencies we do want, which is the good stuff. So it's learning to tune out the things that aren't working for us and tune into the things that we do want to be working for us and attracting into our lives. So if you kind of start to think of it in, as a frequency, like a radio, then sometimes for especially my clients, it helps them to visually think, oh, okay, that's what I need to be doing, doing with my energy, attracting more of that. And that's why I think once once we understand this, we really have to be very intentional, right? Yeah. Intentional that you know we catch our thoughts because the thoughts can go haywire. Yes. Right? Make sure that we are um, purposeful in yeah. our intentions to to get to whatever it is that you re you really want, because otherwise you're going to be sucked in. Uh, exactly. You don't really want. <laughs> Yeah, Deepak Chopra once said that we think 10,000 thoughts a day, a day. 95% of those thoughts are thoughts we've had yesterday, day before, day before, year, century, you know, however long before. And 5% of those thoughts may actually be new thoughts that we just had today. Now, if you think of that, 95%, when I, when I came across this, I did a lot of extensive work on this and I teach my clients as well start to think of your thoughts like you like your wardrobe you clear your wardrobe you sift through your wardrobe in terms of clearing things that don't fit you things that are thought torn things that um, you don't want anymore things that you do want to keep you do that on a regular basis but nobody teaches us to do that with our thoughts we're teaching people to declutter their homes, to declutter their computers, their files, their phones, but nobody is really plugging and saying to people, do that to your thoughts. Right. And when people start to do that, their thoughts, they start to realize consciously what they're actually thinking. And the voice within that is always putting you down. Everybody has that critical voice. Even I have a critical voice. Because it doesn't matter what level we get to. We can get to Richard Branson, Tony Robbins level. But there'll always be a voice that we're working on. Because as we up level, so does our voice. Because we're constantly breaking through to the levels. Mm -hmm. But the more we become conscious of that voice, the more we can take the power back. The more we can stop that thought and change that thought. Because that's a wonderful human thing. We can change our thoughts. Yes. I agree. I agree. That's why, um, because of that 10,000 thoughts, right? We yeah. need to, to sift it and be in control. Be yeah. in uh, of that. Otherwise, oh my God, you could wallow into whatever narrative that your voice is. Exactly. <laughs> and, 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 they, and it dictates our feelings on how we feel, exactly as you were saying, the narrative. Mm -hmm. So if we're on a happy thought, happy music, we're having a happy day. But if we're on a not great thought, got out of bed, couldn't be bothered, and we put on music that's going to match the mood and you know, make 
10 out of 10, we're going to be having a not so great day. So it's really important to know what your thoughts are. And I'm a healer. So by no means am I saying to you, please don't have, you know, always stick to the good thoughts, because that's not human. Process everything that you're having, but just don't make it a story that you hang on to for life. You know, give it the time, give it the respect, but then learn to let go and move forward as well. So I also like what you said, you know, no one's here to convert anyone. You know what I mean? You do uh, type of thing. And for our, for all our listeners out there, you know, sticking to the theme of our show, you know, dreamers to leaders, and we want to excel with what we do. And part of excelling is really just being open, being mm. curious, right? And yeah. no judgment, you know what I mean? Don't judge others, don't judge yourself. And that's how I think you will open up to what truly would resonate to you. And, and again, yeah. going back to your journey, this is your journey. So yeah, exactly. So take what you hear and, and, and run with it. Right. <laughs> exactly. And as leaders, we need to take responsibility for everything that we are doing. And our thoughts are part of that. Everything we are doing It's not just our actions, but it's our personal growth, our own development, and the life that we want to create. So that is one of the fundamental things of being a leader, that Great. you know we need to do all of those things. Uh-huh. And uh, Ambila, for, um, for our audience out there who want to learn more about you, what is the best way for them to reach you? So simple, just get the spelling of my name right and you will find me everywhere. Um, my website is ambilanath.com. But if you want to reach me really quickly, then I'm really, really um, easy to reach on Instagram. And my Instagram handle is ambila underscore nath. So you'll be able to get me um, via that. But I'm also on LinkedIn and Facebook. But Instagram is probably the key way of getting in touch with me. Thank you so much uh, for sharing. I I had fun, you know, chatting with you and, you know, tapping into that uh to the other part of this whole ecosystem of of um, of success, you know what I mean? There's also that part that most people would rather not talk about. But hey, you know what? It's there, <laughs> and it's good to to learn and um, maybe tap in, tap into. Um, Thank you for having me, Cheryl Ambila. Wish, wishing you continued success. Thank you so much, and thank you for having me. And for all our dreamers out there. Keep believing. You got this. Till next time.